I was hoping to. I thought we were done. You thought we I were forgot we were one? recording two today. We got to do two just because I'm going to Zany's. Uh, it'll be over by the time this drops. Sure. But, uh, I don't come back because I have Sunday night show. There's a Sunday night show in Chicago. Oh. I'm doing all of the shows. Wait, so you're doing... Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at Rosemont and Saturday, Sunday? Sa- uh, Saturday, Sunday, downtown. Who's doing? Who's the headliner that's doing it the reverse? Sam Morrill? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. He's from New York. Yeah. Okay. Um, He was in uh, Joker. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, That's why he's getting getting, uh, more space on the Zanies uh, (laughs) (laughs) website. They're like, upcoming. It was him. And I was like, am I even on this calendar? (laughs) It's a... Uh, should have been in the Joker, except for uh, nobody. I I want to. Uh, I had a bunch of tweets at Marvel today because, um, like, I, I I don't. I'm not saying I wouldn't be in a DC comic book movie, right? It's just I'd prefer to be in a Marvel. But uh, um, whatever. Uh, so what what were we talking about? Wait, Ten minutes. Oh, ago? Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Did you oh, want to keep be... talking about it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I. I did it all. Uh, Kyle's Kyle having a headphone, headphone breakdown. Oh my god, it, he lost it lost its Cracking mind. And snapped. It snapped. Um that looks like a twelve dollar set of headphones. I can't believe it. Oh, six bucks. Oh good. I'm glad. All right. <laughs> you guys, we have a Patreon. <laughs> buy, buy Kyle some new headphones, please. And uh, you know, Kill Martin's got the got the notebooks and I do, and I mailed seven of them in one day. I, I hope people, uh, when you you put out the call on Instagram, and then there was a bunch of orders, so it was nice to do them all in one day. I, oh, that was nice? Yeah, because uh, the uh, the standing in line at the post office mm-hmm. um, is, uh, it's a long, it's a it's another thing to slot into my day, Yeah, and it's not easy. So right. I try to wait for, I'm a, I have a for it to build up a little bit. Um. Account? I don't understand how that works. Well, they advertised one time in the Dork Forest, and they gave me two years free of Stamps.com, which is twelve ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And I just got an email from them saying, you get one more free year, then we're done. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's cool. I'll take it. And uh, and I am kind of addicted to it now, even though I feel bad for my mail carrier. And well, I would feel really bad for my mail carrier if I was mailing out 11.8 ounce uh, notebooks uh, more than two of them. Well, I mean, the, you know, they park right, you know, they can just walk it over there, right? Yeah. 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 It's not that big of a deal. It's not. It's yeah. not like we're sending But if, I, if I'm mailing packages. like, like for, from my website, if I'm mailing more than three items. So you don't have to go items, to the post office? I go to the post office, but the the postage is all paid. I just have to just throw it in the bucket. Oh. <clears throat> well, I got into a fight with the, the postal <laughs> because uh, I... I um. I did one batch where I mailed it um, book and media, right? Yeah. And because uh, it's book and medias. Oh, guess what? They're not. No. She starts flipping through the notebook. She's like, there's no words on it. I said, it's still a book. She's like, no, it's not a book. So it was then it was like the normal rate. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. That's why they're 30 bucks each. Yeah. It's Sorry, cause, guys. Cause, uh, because these fucking postal workers start flipping through the notebooks. And 
you found like the one postal worker who gives a good goddamn. Well, and, guess what? I'm going to go to another post office next time and see well, if I can. And just have them all do do it automatically on on the machine. We'll talk. But, but or I can do it if you want. It's, um, manually entering in everyone's address. Not, it takes like 20 minutes per person. I uh, have these ad- I have your addresses memorized in my head. I <laughs> uh, well are you typing them out? When you well, do it on the machine at the post office, you have to type out, like you type out the street, you type out three letters of the street and they, they bring up the street. Oh, then right, you type, if you use the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or you like, stand there and wait for them to do it. Right, and then they start looking through stuff. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, whatever. I know what you're saying. It's, uh, yeah, it's, that's why stamps.com got kind of addictive for me because I, then I just print it and I just, it's you a drop it on your menu. front porch. I leave it in my front porch, and the guy takes it. Oh my god! The woman takes it, and then uh, it, it's it's well, over. If we get an increase in sales, maybe, right, maybe we'll have to. We could we could invest because in that. here's the thing about the stamps.com: you have to uh, have it hooked up to a credit card, mm-hmm. and it's hooked up to my credit card. Mm-hmm. It'd be okay if we could hook it up to our joint PayPal. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if that's possible. But it but uh, we our can joint PayPal it. is hooked up to my credit card, <laughs> <laughs> right? But it's um, what a fucking money laundering operation we're running here. I don't <laughs> even know what's happening. My father is proud of us, and uh, <laughs> just could not be happier. I have uh, yeah. So I sold uh, this week. I'm here. I'm I'm uh, the week that this goes up. Right. I uh, am in L.A. the week of the twentieth. The week of the twentieth. Uh, just doing a. Uh, boat ton of dork forests uh including leah mansfield um i sent out a thing to find women veterans who did stand-up comedy oh, remember that oh yeah and i got a bunch of them and leah mansfield uh is a dork about uh nuclear weapons and so she's gonna do a dork forest about nukes that sounds like about the most terrifying podcast anyone uh, it's gonna be to. hilarious i'm looking forward to learning all about how much she loves north dakota uh did you uh, know that if north dakota was its own country it'd be the the like the second most powerful country in the world what are you talking about that's where all of our nukes are oh really they're in north dakota oh yeah i don't know if you ever did that yoda run uh, i didn't <laughs> there was a hansen run there too i you do uh you do uh fargo North Dakota, you mm-hmm. do Grand Forks. I did Grand do Forks. Minot. You ever do I Minot? Don't I think I did do Minot. There's maybe. an Air Force base. There's Air Force bases at all of these places. Yes. Because there's silos. Are you all saying over the I place. had sex with the men there? <laughs> Why did you point that out to me? Uh wow. Uh, now I need to know. How's it going? I did not. You it's did not? not? I did uh I did Grand Forks and okay. uh then mostly I did tr- the farthest east Tribble went was um uh, Mile City, Montana, which is on the border of Montana. That's why and I South never Dakota. did Tribbles because they were too far west, and they were, and that's why you didn't do Yoders because yeah. they were too far east. We led parallel we never, lives, parallel lives. We I, never met. <laughs> we were we were in neighboring Dakotas, perhaps. <laughs> we were. Oh man, there was a gig in South Dakota that um, it was one of those dance floor shows where you stood the dance floor, yeah. all the mics faced you, yeah. but the audience was seated around <laughs> the dance floor. Right, right, right. Like the mic was a bad idea. And uh, I should have just been yelling to people. Um, I uh, worked many a Misty's Lounge in a Holiday Inn. <laughs> and when I Were was they at called this- Misty's? Yes, it was always Misty's. <laughs> And then I was at when I was at the uh, Ontario Anime Convention at the DoubleTree um, Hotel. They had a Misty's Lounge, and I was like, "Oh my god, the memories!" (laughs) 
No comedy, though. No comedy. Yeah. You ever look at a room and just go, this needs comedy? <laughs> no, not even when I am in, in a comedy club do I think it needs comedy. Um, and then there used to be, so you never worked like little towns in Nevada, right? You no. never did those one nighters. <clears throat> no. There were, this is a common. Not until I moved here. A common setup at a triple run in Nevada is uh, Winnemucca, Elko, Jackpot, uh the list oh, yeah, goes Ron on Towsky. and I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the stage is in a corner. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're standing on a, like a slice. A triangle. A, a pie slice, kinda, right? Yeah. And then it, right in front of you is a bartender and a bar. Mm-hmm. Where there's a bartender and then there's the bar. Right. It stretches out. Right. Yeah. So then in in then there's uh, in, right in front of the bar on the bar are slot machines. Yep. Then there's a row of alcoholics sitting at the bar playing slot machines. Right. Career. Drugs. Now behind <laughs> these three, these four or five layers of distraction is potentially the audience. Oh yeah, that's a classic no, done, Nevada triple run. Gig. I have done uh, many gigs like that. Uh, those are available. Those are still people are still booking those. Did you ever do Oroville? Yeah, casino in Oroville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was set up like that. Who booked that? Uh, that was uh, uh, that guy out of North Carolina, who who does oh, some Chuck, stuff. Chuck, Chuck Summit from yeah, yeah Chuck yeah, yeah. at Summit. Yes, Chuck at Summit, and probably still does had the best way of getting avails from people. What he was would it? send a list. You you got on his email list. Mm-hmm. He would send a list of gigs that he had, and then. Um, First come, first serve if you fill the slot and you hadn't already worked it recently. And, and, and pro- do you think it really was first come, first serve? There was probably some massaging. There were like, some serves. Right. Like some serves because I didn't work for him that often, but I know yeah. that whenever I did, I'm sure I wasn't the first one who responded, but he was right. like, I, you haven't worked in so long. Yeah. I'm going to pop you to Why the top. Why am I off his email list? I'm off his email list too, because I haven't responded to him in six years. Probably. Is it, it maybe as mostly Southern gigs or something? Well, it's, they're spread the hell and gone all over the place. Right. Like Keith Barony. He has yeah. those weird gigs that are like ones in like, uh, the like just North of Denver in the state above Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wow, it's just going to get punchier, you guys. Is it Wyoming or is it Montana? Oh, Wyoming's a good guess. It's no, Wyoming. it's not Mont- Montana's on the border of uh, Canada and the U.S. Okay, yeah, but Monta- um, but it was it was I did a I did a country club, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most awkward country club. You know, when you come in and it's not a corporate, it's not a private, it's just a small town, and the only people who could afford comedy is the country club. Mm. So you go in and it's the town doctor and the town lawyer and the town uh, moonshine runner and you know every and it's just a pile of people getting super hammered and not knowing what they're seeing. You know what I'm bummed? I'm bummed we're not Jewish because there's a lot we of like been. I could have been my father sleeps around. It's a matriarch. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like temple gigs and stuff. Like oh. Corey Haney does a lot of stuff like <laughs> Corey that. Corey Haney like, gets oh. steady work on that? Yeah. Those side sp- gigs. Mm-hmm. Judy Gold I think too a little bit. Well, you know my uh, sister you has know, been the trying Catholic to get me doesn't in. have those side gigs for us. <laughs> um my well my sister has converted to Judaism. Oh. And um and she That is, means my sister is Jewish. Exactly. Your hmm. sister Darlication. <laughs> Uh, she could get us in. She's been trying to get me into some of these gigs. And I was just like, well, I mean, 
what about Ophira? And I, you know, I, I'm suggesting like great women comics who happen to be Jewish, and mm-hmm. which of course is throwing money away, which yeah. is just dumb. But uh, because just because I mean, it's Ophira's a temple doesn't great, mean but, you know take that money, take the gig because I they will enjoy. Yeah, it's it's like you know for a couple of years I was doing this really cool thing where I was doing anime conventions. Mm-hmm. I did Acon. Oh, and I did um, yeah co- uh, co- the convergence in minneapolis Mm -hmm. i did several different conventions and then i would go down to comic-con uh when i chose to drive three hours twice in a day and hang out uh with a hundred thousand people you always have my saturday night at comic-con if you right right but i don't um you don't want to no i i don't i want to um yeah, I, maybe. You know, I have we we're going back again this year. Usually, we uh we we do our last show Saturday afternoon, the right. live Conan shows, and right. then you can stay over. And maybe or, I could do. You know what I could? But tell. here's the thing: I have a hotel Saturday night, and I never use it. I usually get on the train and go right back at that point. And uh, right, I, someone used it a couple years ago, and so maybe I'll I'll because I've every year I get offered panels. Mm-hmm. And stand-up sets. Well, and there's not I don't a know lot if there's of, a lot going on on Saturdays. No, on Sunday. I mean, Saturday, yeah, you, I mean, you could just throw your stuff on my place and then I'd be out of there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, like, like if I came down Saturday morning. Right, right, right. Did all the things yes. and then just crashed there. Yes, exactly. And then came home on Sunday or yeah. went to it one last time and yeah. then came home on Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good plan. Mm-hmm. Teamwork. Yeah. This right. offer is available to nobody else. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we're, we're organizing. We're figuring some stuff out, you guys. I didn't and know we were doing two in a row. I would have saved my hot Ricky Gervais takes <laughs> for the next pod. Well, I heard Sasha Cohen did something. Oh, that was such... See, that's the thing. Such a fucking great joke. I didn't and see it. What is it? it. <laughs> he just uh, dropped a, a diamond mm-hmm. into, uh, you know, or dropped a rock. Uh, whatever. I, I don't even have a it metaphor was, It was a beautiful. Beautiful joke. Brilliant. He goes, he's interviewing. Is it? that the Golden Globes? I didn't watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you don't watch clips? <laughs> no, I don't. No. On I, the well, internet, online, anything? I, I should, I can now. I'm going to know. Yep. Why? You just got YouTube? <laughs> I just got the internet. It's great. The second half of the internet is really dirty. I don't know if you've read it. Um, um, okay. So he's introducing Jojo Rabbit, right? Okay. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? No, no. I'll give you my screener. It's so okay. great. Good. It's so great. Okay. Okay. Andy saw it. He said it was great. You did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Sasha Cohen. No, I'm just thinking, should I say that I gave you my screener? I'm not going to give you my screener. That's illegal. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll come over to your house and stand behind you. No, that's not legal either. I'm okay. sorry. You'll have to pay in the theater. Okay. So um, anyway, yes. so. <laughs> I don't you know, know I what I was thinking. Um, Guys, I usually I don't probably default have to a it. felony. I get screeners. Oh, you do? I probably have it somewhere. Okay, all right. Uh, there's a stack of mail I haven't looked at for two months, and it's probably oh, yeah, screeners. It's there. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so... Uh, so so he, he goes... Uh, all right, so this is a... It's a movie about... Um, uh, a boy who uh, has a lot of imaginary friends and spews Nazi propaganda, and the boy's name is Mark Zuckerberg. And then he goes, I'm sorry, that was an old intro to the social network. Uh, it's Jojo Rabbit. 
and it, he says it way better. And yeah. it's perfect. And it was it he didn't get online afterwards. Oh, the oh the right wing's mad at me now. Oh, right. he, like he just dropped this perfect joke and then he right. walked away. That that was lovely. That's all you have to do. Just That's do all your, you have to fucking do. Yeah, do the bit and tell and a then, fucking great joke and get the fuck out. And then anyone who's mad at it can talk amongst themselves. Yeah. And everyone who's psyched about it can also talk amongst themselves. <laughs> you don't have to stir things up, right. rake the leaves, <laughs> right. start little fires here and there. Right, right. So, oh, that's that is a great joke. Yeah. And you should watch you see, it online. Did you see Mark Hamill uh, quit Facebook today? I did. I told him. Uh, of course, he didn't respond. That, <laughs> that he's more than likely to meet me on. He's he can meet me on Twitter if he wants to. Okay, I got Maybe to meet him reply. one time. I got to meet him one time. What? I got to meet him one time. Oh, I got did? a picture with him. Yeah, and it was the only time I've ever asked for a picture. Um, can with you someone imagine famous, being that guy? Just being the per. It, it's there's. It's got to be weird to have nonstop positive attention directed your way all the time every time you leave the house. Except for I, don't, I think he's been getting some guff. You know, because he's a he, he's political. Yeah, well, because he's a grown up man, right? He's right. also a human, and he did the voice of uh, the Joker on the animated Batman series that was critically acclaimed mm. for years. He's 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 one of the best. I mean, that's yeah. with the with a, a certain group of people. Yeah, they that's how they learned who he was. Oh wow! Yeah, like people our age, it's all Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. They're all it's the Joker, and so it's such a weird. It is a weird life, though. I bet you uh, he's enjoying when it. He walked out. He was like a. He did the surprise. He did a surprise cameo on Conan. Uh, nice. Went, last time we were at Comic Con, and the level of um, joy <laughs> and noise from the audience. It was like, I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like, you have to work overtime to maintain being normal when you're getting that sort of feedback. Oh, that sort of people. adoration. Yeah. And so it's, it, it, it's not, it's not healthy. And he seems like he's figured out a way to deal with it really right, well. Right. Cause it's 40 years of this. No. But Jesus. It's just a, it's a, not a, a right way to live. Well, you it's, know? it's the whole idea of fame entirely, mm -hmm. right? It was, uh, I this is comparable. Uh, I checked into my hotel, and the guy pronounced my name right because he was a fan. Oh, it's the exact same th thing. It's exact, <laughs> and I'm learning to deal with it now. <laughs> that sort of adoration, <laughs> and uh, but I because I, I don't. I've never. Would you want to be that famous? I did when I first started stand up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you I were wanted like, everything. You were, Jackie, I was gonna I was on track to be America's sweetheart. I don't were know. You, if you did you want to be America's sweetheart? I did. Oh, that's With fun. My then boyfriend, who was also a comic, I'm like, oh, we'll get married. We'll be America's sweetheart on the cover of TV Guide. <laughs> it was so awful. It's uh, it's cringeworthy. Right. But uh also adorable. Because mm. uh anyway. It uh Yeah, it, but but uh now uh I would I would like what level of fame? Maybe like I don't think, maybe even Marin has too much fame now, you know, like there's people that are really into him and yeah. they know his life. And uh, um, maybe, maybe even that's weird on stage when everyone, everyone's seen your stuff and they know everything. It's hard to reveal things. I mean, comedy is about surprising the audience and it's, and part of what's fun if they don't really know who you are, or maybe they know a little bit is they find out who you are on stage. They right. find out your persona. They, they find out weird things that you think are okay and things you don't think are okay, you know, and they don't know that about you beforehand. And that's right. what's fun. And 
maybe that level of fame kind of ruins it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to uh, go get a cup of coffee just and be alone. Yeah. I mean, I the the um because I I mean I'm a social animal. I like people. Yeah, but I don't necessarily. I like them from afar. <laughs> right. Well, I like to uh, I like to meet people, and I don't even mind. Like someone asked me if I they want if uh, if I would have coffee with them in Chicago. Uh, someone I thought one of our listeners, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to have coffee, and you seem nice enough. <laughs> I'll have coffee. I uh, I, I wouldn't be able to. I would be like, I brought a robe, robe for a reason. Right. I well, am going to be in my robe all day long. You're very busy. You've got an agenda many days. You have mm-hmm. some swimming to do. I've, You've got some hot yoga that I've you're going to try to get into. I've got to clean up. I've You've, got... <laughs> well, here, here at the house, it's different. But, yeah. But I oh, think on the road. on the road? Yeah. yeah. And then I just have my brain to turn off and not to be obligated to anyone till. Right, right, and especially, and and sometimes there's um there's press, right, and you know in Minneapolis I have a hard time hanging out with fans just because I have so much family there and old friends like my old roommate from college and a bunch of old old friends and stuff, so I don't really have the time to do it, but um, but I don't I don't mind it. One time in Austin, Texas, I met with like. Four or five fans of the Dork Forest. Oh, nice. We all went out and had a nice cup of coffee. Oh, that's cool. And just kind of chatted. Mm-hmm. It was actually really fun. And I would rather do that than the sort of the, I mean, I I don't mind the meet and greet after the shows and the merch sales, mm-hmm. but that feels like work. Yeah. Hanging out with somebody at coffee where we're all just sort of chilling, you know, it's sort of like comedy brunch, right? Then you're just hanging out. Telling people about their lives. Oh, let me tell you what I did. That was what? so satisfying. What? I, so I was in New York for like four or five days, right? Wow, Early long. January. Nice. And I thought, I should call a couple of my friends and organize lunch. Because I never see these ladies. Look at this. Look at this social experiment. But guess what? what? Then I said, should I? <gasps> what? And then I was like, let's, in, let's, let's walk through whenever I have something to do. Like in New York, mm-hmm. right? I don't like leaving the apartment. I like sitting. I like being on the bed. <laughs> now, did I tell you I got it's three mattresses high now? No. No, why? Oh, why? Okay. What so, are you, the princess of the pea? What's happening? Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> what so is anyway, happening? The thing is, is I didn't call anyone and i was so glad all week i'm like i could i could be getting ready to go to brunch right now and instead i'm in my robe <laughs> and i'm on twitter right. right but the thing is is this was the first time you were uh had like five days right in a long time in a long time yeah which i think if you spent more time there sure totally Nah, you wouldn't because you you spent time no, here I like to say i would yeah okay that's i got a, i got a text message today asking to go to lunch by uh well i was in the sky i couldn't okay. it was it was like augie oh okay and uh and a bunch of andy wood yeah. and a bunch of comics and um that's something that's been done once you do it before you've done it you've, you you're just replicating it now it seems a little bit easier it's yeah like, you know it's gonna be casual so okay so uh i've had this this mattress that's incredibly firm yes. for years but i'm never back long enough to really do anything about it i'm always like oh i'll just be uncomfortable is it too firm it's way what? too firm. Oh, okay. It's way too firm. And I, I, I put lots a of- Spartan experience? I, yes. I put things <laughs> on top of it. I put, it's, you know, I tried every trick in the book and mm-hmm. it was just too, it's too firm. And so, uh, so this time I had this uh, nice window. So I ordered 
a mattress mm-hmm. and it, it came within the window that I was back, but I, it wasn't, it came on Saturday and then I had to go, then I went to a play and I had eight spots and I'm leaving on Sunday. Right. right. So I don't have time to really set it up. No, no. Call the super to get the old mattress. Oh, and I'm like, do I, well, am I going <laughs> to like this mattress? I thought you were keeping the, okay. No, here's the thing. So I have, I have like a box spring and a, the firm mattress. Okay. And then I get this other one. It's a Casper and you have at, like 30 days to return it. Sure. So I'm like, let me, I'll sleep on it tonight, Saturday night. And then when I go back on the 18th, I'll have two more nights on it uh, or whatever, a night and a half. And I'll give it the audition. And if I don't like it, then I can return it. But there's no place to put the firm mattress. So I just put the Casper on top of the firm. And it's already on a kind of a high uh, bed frame. Yeah. So it's like, I need a, like a step ladder to get onto the bed. <laughs> It's fucking <laughs> awesome. I love it. Oh, do you like being up high? I love it. All I right. Mean, it was only 24 hours. Like, and you walk into the room. Do you have railings so you don't roll off? No, it? <laughs> but I don't, I don't flop around. Okay. But, but you, I like, I walk into the bedroom and it's like, I have, it's all bed. Right. And it's really big. And it's a lot when you're, you're in it, like when you're walking in it, but then when you sit on it and you're just like, I'm looking out the window from my high bed. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh my God. Yeah, you, you just, see you it, just right? see out your yeah, I've yes. seen your room and you like to you like to stare out that window. Yes, there's people walking and doing pull-ups on I the swear lights. Oh my god, and- you were a cat in a different <laughs> in a different life. You were just a cat staring out the window. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna go back and see so A, I think I'll keep the cast where I remember liking it. And that now it's like, do I keep this do I keep this setup? Yeah. Cause I do if I don't, I have to, you know get the super to come and then it's on the weekends and I don't want to bug them on the weekend and move right. my mattress out, you know? So I right. don't know. And Maybe I'll keep it for like, like a couple it. weekends. Yeah. And the thing couple is, months and right, you can, you can, you can figure it out as you go. You yeah. might like it. Is so it softer? I like it. Is it softer? Oh, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's perfect. Well, congratulations. Yeah. But I, and I, I would love to get like, I'd have to, if, I'd have to get like a fitted sheet that was 30 inches deep. To cover all three mattresses. (laughs) Right. Right. Or just cover one of them and then get the biggest of all blankets. Oh, that's that's another thing I did. Mm -hmm. I got a, a, you know, like if you have a queen size bed, you get a queen size cover, right? Right. But then it's always, it's, it's never enough. You know, I got a king size cover. Yeah. It's enough. It's like having a weighted blanket. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Oh, I, I, okay. I, so Retta did the dork for us. I fucking nailed this cozy shit. Yeah, you got hard go this a, year. We have a full size mattress, Andy and I. Yeah, and for Re- both of you. Yes, that's so, too. That's not enough mattress. Retta it needs lost to be bigger. Her shit. She yeah. walked. In, she was like, "You're kidding me. The it's two not. of you are on that bed." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, what? It, the house isn't that big." And um, would and, a king fit in there? No. Well, I mean, I think just that's enough. It's it's that's where you sleep. Are you guys waking each other up all the time? Never. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I did. I it, she had the same opinion that it was too. Yeah, that was too small. Hey, let's do a max fun break. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life. The Greatest Discovery is also about Star Trek Picard. Jesse Thorne won't let us stay on the network unless we do all the Star Trek series, and so here we are. 
doing a show about maybe our favorite Star Trek character of all time. If you're excited to watch the new Star Trek Picard series and you'd like some veteran Star Trek podcasters to watch it along with, we're your guys. Sorry you're stuck with us. The hell are you doing out here, Picard? Saving the galaxy. So subscribe to The Greatest Discovery. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. Or at MaximumFun.org. And Comic of the Week, I say. What time is it? 27. Yeah. 27? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the hilarious Suzanne Westenhofer. Westenhofer. I thought we did her a long time I ago. I thought we did her a long time ago. That's Shocking. That uh, the uh, Sarah Rosinski, that list is amazing. Yeah. Because you're like glaringly obvious. And then some of those people on the list have blown the fuck up. So the the, the bump is real, you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Not uh, for us, but for you guys. <laughs> Westenhofer. Yeah, our names aren't even on there. Yeah. On that poster <laughs> that she made. It's just your first name and my first name. Um, yeah. So uh, it's S-Z S-G- West. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, S. As in Sarah, mm-hmm. Z is in Z, mm-hmm. uh, West is in West, and then the number one. One of the early out comics, you know, and World. paid a price. Yeah. You know, paid a price of being marginalized a bit out of clubs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And not getting the work. And not getting the same work. Had she just changed her pronouns a little bit in her stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. So you got to give you got to give love to Props those to early comics that took the heat so that um, a lot of gay comics now, you know, Can be are, out. are working regularly, mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's super funny and... Uh, nice and she's still she's still working and she's uh she's a great lady suzanne westenhofer do it mm-hmm. all right so next week i am going to be in indianapolis at their new helium with mm. maria bamford okay and i should have you know maria's t- Maria's doing the Never Say No Without a Number. Her new special is coming out this month. Oh, yeah. Oh, Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. Places, I, saw, right? I saw the uh, promo for it. Yeah, she's getting Weakness right the pro- oh, It's great. What, the the promo is a great, the, is a great joke. Oh, the trailer. Yeah, the little tra- trailers. It's funny. It's great. Yeah. they Yeah, the trailer. They cut the trailer really nice. And then- uh, Where'd she it, tape it? Here somewhere. Okay. It's uh, it burns every time you mention it because I didn't open for. Her. Uh, I'm no. sorry. It, it actually, I'm unmoved. Um, but you're uh, not because you mention that every time. I do mention it every yes. time because it makes me laugh. Um, it doesn't make you laugh. <laughs> it, does. it doesn't. It's a forced I was laugh. working. I was working. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. And um, but the uh, but she does a joke about my dad. Oh yeah. And she mentions uh one of his sayings, and now that it's a special. I have gone back to doing my joke about what he's that same thing that he says. <laughs> yeah. And uh <laughs> and I um and I'm and she's uh I I have to give her uh she asked for she was like, "Hey, can I buy one of your, those t-shirts of your dad's sayings?" And I was like, "Yeah, you get one of those for free." <laughs> and I said, "Here's because she has she has all of my merch. Yeah. And I have a picture of her in all of my merch and it's all over my merch page. And she's uh, the famous person that we know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's very supportive and she doesn't have to give me $20. She's going to be a uh, charger 200. Come on. You know how on. wealthy she is. Uh, not any. <laughs> just, just do it. All right. I don't, I mean, I was trying to explain to somebody, um, yeah, there was something about being rich the other day. Someone was talking about 
um, rich people liking something and how, uh, fuck. It's a great story that I can't remember. Anyway, okay. tell one Was I'm, it comedy related? It was comedy related. Now it's gone. Geek, guys, keep listening. Uh, maybe I'll remember seven episodes from now. It'll be a great, great story. Wow, that's a way to really get people to come back. <laughs> Start a story, then go, let me just double check this one. Mm-hmm. Next episode. Um, <laughs> That'll be something. Hmm. Yeah, I was, I just started, oh, I listened to, you know, Pete Dominic. I know the name. He's a comic, and he had a show on Sirius called Stand Up with Pete Dominic, I think. It was a daily show, and he was on Sirius for 14 years, and he had guests on, talks about pol- super smart politics, pop culture, everything, all the, everything. And um, uh, they, they, they canceled the show, like, maybe a month ago. Okay. After 14 years. 14 years. Which is a long time to have mm-hmm. a radio show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like an incredible run. Yeah. Um, but you know, he um he immediately started podcasting and I hadn't listened to it, but I um I don't know, somehow I I follow him on Twitter and I um he was talking about how he's talking about the depression of job loss mm-hmm. with um you know, and how he's kind of being open about it on his podcast. And um, uh, I listened to, he did one with Henry Winkler that's really good. And Henry Winkler's like really encouraging him and stuff oh, like that's that. Neat. And then he did one with Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. Lisa, she's. And this is current? Yes. Like in the last year? Or? Yeah. No, no, like a month ago. Oh, wow. So she's, she quit stand up. Right. She's doing motivational now, right? I think she's not. I think she stopped that too. I think she oh. didn't care for the one-on-one client meetings or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the money is. But it but it was it was <laughs> a know. fascinating. Like first of all it's, it was good to hear voices from the aughts. You know, like I love meeting new comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like where where are the people like like when I was in New York, where are all the people I ran around with, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Is, some of them are dead. And then right? to hear Lisa and, and Pete talking, I was like, it was just, I felt like I'd been transported back in time a little I bit. I know. Whenever you, I'd, whenever I hang out with all those guys from the 90s, and um, and they're almost all guys. Yeah. Um, not all of them. Darlene Westgore. Uh, last oh, time I was yeah. in Minneapolis, I I meant to call her. Yeah. But I got sucked into a, a whirlwind of family stuff. So, sure. um, But yeah, I just love hanging out with... You know, I think about those road trips. Darlene and I took a couple of road trips mm-hmm. doing stand up in northern Minnesota and then down to Oklahoma. And and it was, it, they were always so fun into Wisconsin, just laughing. And then we would just split all of the money, right? The headliner yeah. money, the feature money. It would be some lame, you know, 350 bucks for all the whole show. Oh my God. And we would split it. But we'd each get our own room, yeah, and then, um, and then we would both, you know, we'd just switch off closing and no, that's fine. and and she split won, the time. She won America's funniest mom, mom on Nick, VH1. No, Nick at Night. Nick at Night. That's it. Nick at Night. Be- oh, believe me, I know because I wrote on the next season of oh, America's season two. funniest mom. Se- it was called America's funniest mom season two, 
And uh, Nickelode- <laughs> I think it was Nickelodeon, like it was like a, a title with 17 different owners, you know, <laughs> Nickelodeon's America's Funniest Mom, uh, see, whatever. It was just like too much happening. And legally, right. you had to say it that way or something. It, wow. was, it was awful. Um, but she had won the previous year and everyone, and I didn't know her, but she, uh, she was really funny. And that, that's, is that where you met her on that I show? I think I met her, maybe because she's like back. the returning champion. Yeah. 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 And then, um, there was like some funny women on that show this season too. And then there were some, there were people that were picked by Cast. Nickelodeon, uh, executives who mm. didn't do anything about stand up comedy, but thought that person would be a great, you know, person to build a show around. It was, that's when I got pregnant. I, I feel like my uterus is like, you could be funnier than these moms. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to become America's funniest mom. <laughs> um, yeah. And you did. And you were. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah, but um, so Lisa retired from stand up, And now that's just, but I, I just, I, I don't know what. I don't know what to make of that. I'll tell you what like, to make of it. It's a bad idea. Well, uh, she, for me. No, it is. Because, and plus, I felt like this last week I had retired from stand up because I was right. off. Well, for every five time nights. you don't do three nights in a row, you're just like, I take it, it's over. I do. It's because a, I'm, a, I'm a greeter now at Walmart. One day at I'll night. be right. One day I'll be right. <laughs> don't be right. But, but, um, you know, she uh, and Pete had asked her if it was because of the way you talk that that's just not going to work anymore. And she oh, that said, whole no. the, oh the sensitive. I think her PC audience culture. would be okay with it. Totally. Yeah, she 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 could ride that as it all actually the way. would help her. <laughs> right, right. She could be that person. But I don't think she wants to do it anymore. Right. And and she um she's been through a lot. Like she had weight loss surgery and she regrets it. You know, I guess her stomach is so small she can barely eat anything now. And oh, wow. like she wouldn't maybe she wouldn't do it again if she had I, mm-hmm. I you know, she's probably gotten to gotten in the weeds on it in other podcasts or something. But yeah. um she just she goes, I just wake up and I, you know, I do what I feel like doing and I it's so unstructured. And I don't know how she's doing it because she's a super highly structured. I remember her at the comedy cellar sitting. Everyone was making fun of her. The guys were. She'd sit in a different area. She wouldn't sit at the table. No one could follow her. She would crush so hard. You couldn't follow her. She would sit there and she had, you know, comedy interns, basically comics that would go on the road with her and she'd make them do everything for her. But they would sit there and they would, they put together, they would take comment cards and, you know, add to her e- her email list, and people weren't doing that back then. And um, she just worked super, super hard. She was like a road comic, and then she kind of found that persona and switched over to that, and then fucking dove in on that. And right, and was a kind of a marketing genius, definitely. I mean, it's it's that amazing. There's, there's yeah, there's so many jobs to this job. Yeah, that I remember in the eighties and nineties making fun of those people, the marketing yeah. genius types. And now we all have to have a little bit of that. I know. It's very irritating. Um, it uh, is. But it's, it's <laughs> but just I'm so strange. To... I, I don't know how she's going to sustain that. She has the money. She doesn't have, need to work again mo- monetarily. That's amazing. Oh, she, she, was, oh, she bought land or something? She must have done I guess something, she's right? she's selling a house for $2 million that she bought a while ago. And she just made a shitload of money. She's right. like Maria. Like and where she, she could sh- show up, bring in tens of thousands of dollars for one appearance. Well, I, you know, um, Janine Garofalo told me that she invested wisely. 
Oh, you told me that about yeah, Jeannie Garofalo. that's because Jeannie Garofalo told me that. And yeah. I tell everybody that Jeannie Garofalo was really smart with money back in the late 90s. Wow. And um, That's not her persona, by the way. Right. Smart with money. Right, right. That's yeah. I wouldn't have called that. Yeah. Uh, that would not have been. Her persona is, what is money? <laughs> <laughs> her, persona, her persona is, I brought a stack of money onto the stage and I'm going to read aloud the numbers. I wrote notes off of, on it. I'm just going to write notes on it. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. She's only what four are you years older do? than us, Lisa. Yeah? She's 58. Yeah. So what, I mean, so she's retired. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. I And then I started thinking, well, what Next year we can start getting the discounts, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> Not me, Jackie. I'll look too young. They won't give me the discounts. That's uh, that's my old but Elliot It made joke. me think, like, what am I doing comedy for? Am, am I still doing comedy because I'm mad that I feel like I didn't get the recognition I feel I deserve? So... Uh, so that's why, I, you know, like, I'm not going to let, are you still doing it for the, for the props or the, or the, the, the just cred the, or something? Just the, hey man, I wanted what these people have. I started at the same time they did. How come I don't have that? Right. Okay. So, uh, is that why I'm doing comedy Does or it, is yeah. it, you know, I, like, Hey, I have this new chunk. I'm working these two new chunks. I want them out there. I, like, I enjoy that part. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. It just made me wonder, like, it could be all to, of it. She seems to have had enough. Right. And I don't know any comic who's had enough. But Lisa Lampanelli had enough, which is fucking bizarre. Right. But I think that did she have enough of stand up comedy? Yeah. Or did she have enough of all of it? I don't know. See that? Because the thing is, know. is I think you could hit a wall where you're like, I'm not going to act. I'm not going to write. I'm not going to paint. I'm not going to do stand-up. I've had enough of putting my creative energy out there. Hustling. And enough hustling, of hustling. And, and whether you stop doing it because you've had enough because you're mad at the lack of recognition, mm-hmm. or if you've had enough because you think that you're not producing anything that you want to put out there, right? I mean, right. there's there's plateaus that I've gone through where I haven't liked anything. I haven't written anything. Right. You know, like when you're just, you're just treading water, you're right. doing the same material you've been doing for a year and a half and it's tightening up, mm-hmm. but you're not, you're, you don't have new premises. You don't have new, new chunks. And I could see if that lasted longer than it has ever lasted in my life, uh, becoming je- very, very frustrated, depressed, angry, all of the things. I think she had a, show off Broadway that was like a one woman I remember that yeah I don't know it's just it's it's strange to be done with performing yeah can I have your water oh yeah thanks you drank all yours yeah I drank all mine I've been flying all day and so I think I'm um dehydrated you're parched yeah oh thank you for pouring it now I can still enjoy my water now you can we split it huh come on Sharing. Um, Should we take another Max Fun Break while we enjoy this beverage? Winner up the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. 
All right, that's enough of that. We got this. And we're back. And where are we at, no, Kyle? 41. 42. 42, another 20. All right. Well, um, so my next, so I've do got. You know, do you know anyone else that, that's retired on purpose? As opposed to being just get, just gotten like, fuck it, walked away and you realized, oh, they haven't done comedy. I haven't seen that person in 10 years. I don't. Um, I, I, I don't, when I don't see people, LA is weird. Because you'll run into people that I haven't seen in 10 years. I'm like, are you still doing stand-up? Like, sort of. Do you know this person? Uh, Do you know any of these people? As I write down a bunch of names. Um, Do you know either of them? Ye- oh, yes. Uh-huh. But and I don't that? think she's doing stand-up no, anymore. No, I don't think you I don't know, know her. Um, she's not. She's yeah. not. She walked away. She did? So I guess if she's not, well, is that a walk away or is that a, <laughs> I couldn't get, I couldn't get spots and couldn't then the I work. just got busy with other things and then, oh, I, oops, I haven't done stand up in five years. Yeah. I, I don't, I said, so, because Lisa Lampanelli literally, she cut the cord. Yeah. She walked off stage and said, I am done. Basically. Yeah. Okay. That, I don't know anyone who's done that. I don't either. But I, I mean, if it has been done, it can be done. I don't yeah, want to do it. it. I don't either, but I, I'm just trying to figure out why I don't. Because, you know, uh, you and I have been doing it comedy almost about the same amount of time she has. Probably the same amount because she had a corporate career first. So she might have actually been doing it less time than us. I think she's been doing it a lot less time than us. And Well, I don't I know. Think I think she started her. like 95. Maybe. She was like a road comic you know, just like a regular road comic. In when 90- I met her, like in 99 or 2000. Right. I think she started the 95. Maybe. Okay. So I think we've been doing it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's, and and you can also tell there is, and this is judgmental. Take it, leave it, everybody out there, is, it is cumulative, Right. If you do stand-up comedy every day mm-hmm. or every year, every month uh, for five years, mm-hmm. you get more out of it than someone who does it twice a month for five years. <laughs> yes. Right? And if you're someone who does it uh, four times a month for 20 years and there's someone who does it four times a month for 10 years, you're still going to be better than them or different or further along in my opinion. Right. So – it's it i think it is i think the time does matter i mean there are people that are are good right out of the right out of the gate mm-hmm. right and there are people that kind of get really good are given a lot right away and burn out and then step away right. this guy who by the way is sober uh oh, oh. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, like okay. three or four months. Oh, um, so he's given it a shot, and uh, but he, but you know, he was really, really funny from yeah. a very young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he blew up pretty fast. Yeah, and then burned out pretty quick on just because I think of the partying. You know, yeah. you can get especially if you're if like I started when I was nineteen. Yeah, and the draw of free beer really screwed with 
my delivery and and I had to make a hard fast rule that I would not drink before I went on stage. And I broke that rule a couple of times and they weren't good shows. But I will say this is that they weren't bad shows. Yeah. Because I don't remember them. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did not care how all those shows went. Yeah. And nobody ever said anything about them. So do you do you know who Elizabeth Wurzel is? I know that. She's name. a writer. Okay. And she just died. Oh. Um, she was fifty two. Oof. And she wrote Prozac Nation. Okay. Um, which I is like that the first female, like s- s- wrist slit wide open memoir about a female life, a young female life. And okay. she got fucking trash. Like, who are you? You're 25 writing, you know, she's writing about addiction and Prozac and stuff. And, um, uh, and she just kind of lived, she lived, it's, she lived like a female comic in a way where yeah. she didn't really put down a lot of female comics. She didn't put down roots and she didn't get married. She didn't get own a house. She didn't have kids. So she didn't have like the, the guide, the, you know, the, the age appropriate sort of guidepost that as you march through life. Right. Right. That we were all raised yes. with some sort of expectation. Yeah, like I know, I feel like a lot of female comics have are going that direction where they're, you know, openly saying I'm not having kids and that's totally, right. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. Couldn't recommend it more. Uh, well, <laughs> but, uh, right. The, the the choice, nobody ever asked me if I wanted kids when I, it was assumed that I would want them. Sure. And so, but, so she, when she was 25. So she, she just sort of kind of kept being 25 years old. And like, she wrote this, <laughs> she was some really great essays about it, about like, when she was 45, how she still is leading the life that she led when she's 25. And, you know, that's, it's fun in a way, but then it's like, she didn't have health insurance and, right. or she had shitty health insurance or something where when she's fighting breast cancer, you know, she's, she's going through the nightmare of fighting with the insurance and her yeah, yeah. landlord raised her rent 25%. And it's like, whoa, you still have to worry about that. Like you, and then it's like, well, you didn't buy anything with your Prozac nation money. You didn't buy a fucking studio apartment that you could keep safe in for the rest of your life. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. it hurts. But, um, it yeah. was it, it, like, I wasn't, a, I didn't read, I don't think I've read any of her books, but I've read her essays and she's a really great writer. And I, someone recommend, People recommended not to start with Prozac Nation, read Bitch, which came out recently. It's okay. a little more updated. And um but it's just it was really shocking that she died. Yeah. You know what did she die of? Lack of insurance? Uh well she had she had very aggressive breast cancer. Okay. So she yeah. so I think she had a round where she that she beat it? Beat it maybe or did or did yeah. well and then it came back again. Yeah. Um that is so hard. Yeah, it just was like Ugh, like I, it, there's people where you're, you want to see how it ends up when they're 80. Like I, I want to know, I would love to have known, could you live the life of a 25 year old when you're 65, when you're 75? Like when I'm, I mean, I'm not going to, but I would love, I liked tracking her mm-hmm. <laughs> and seeing what she was up to. <laughs> well, you last, I mean, the thing about partying like that hard is you last as long as you last, right? Well, it's not all partying though. It's also just not having a mortgage, not having IRAs, not, not putting your money away, not thinking about long, like, like not that, that the mindset you have when you're 25, that I'm going to live oh, forever. Keep you're that talking mindset. about me. 
Here's <laughs> here, here's when it happened. Married, you own a house. This is what happened. What? I got married and I own a house. <laughs> uh, I was sweat equity with Andy Ashcraft when he bought that house. I moved in with him mm-hmm. and then we got married and now I own half a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the scoop is I did not have insurance. I had a 1989 car. I had, uh, he, essentially he, he is you. He's like, what are you doing? You need a, a reliable vehicle to go on the road. Right. You need, um, I'm going to buy a house. Uh, do you want to live with me? And now do you want to marry me? And now you won't have a house. And then, and he would always say jokingly, you're my backup plan. You're going to make, you're going to make a shit ton of money. And, um, and so the first eight years that we were together, mm-hmm. he paid the bulk of everything. And so I took all of my bills because we were splitting most bills and he was paying extra on stuff like the mortgage and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I would take 10% of every check, 10% of a hundred dollars. 10% of 50 bucks and I would put it in a savings account. And after that first year, I had four grand. I hadn't had four grand. And remember, I was 39 years old. Wow. I hadn't had four grand since I went to Europe in 1989. Wow. So, um it was that's what you're that's what you're talking about. It's, yeah. is I remember when I went with Felicia Michaels and Alicia Cooper and Vargas Mason mm-hmm. to Africa. Mm-hmm. Vargas gets hurt day one. Mm-hmm. So he gets sent back day three. Like he, knee problem. Yeah, right? the knee thing, oh, right? God. That so awful. Um, he is like, Do you guys, are you guys willing to keep doing this tour? Because none of us get paid unless you do the tour. And so we're like, Yeah, we, we would love to do the tour. And, um, and then I said, Well, I think he should still get his cut. And Alicia and, and Felicia, said, yeah, totally. And I said, what do you guys think about us giving them our money too? And they were like, no fucking way. What? <laughs> they said, you have a husband who has a job. This is it. This yeah. is entirely what we're working with financially for this month. And it was a three-week run, you know? Yeah. So that was the whole month's Shit. income. Right, right, right. Right? And it was, and it was a Armed Forces Entertainment money, so it wasn't great money. Right. Even. It was okay, but um, the, you know, you don't do those gigs for the money. I mean, Bob Hope did, but that's about it, right? So, um, the, yeah, but I mean, it's a different experience. But yeah, at 39, I didn't, and I was like, we don't need insurance, we're healthy. And he's like, oh my God, we need insurance. <laughs> And, and it's not like, you know, and, and I could say that I was raised to think that I should, when you get a giant bag of money, you buy land, but I got a giant bag of money in 2003 or what I considered a giant bag of money, mm-hmm. 15 grand from comedy central. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to pay out any, uh, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. I paid, uh, taxes like three grand in taxes. Yeah. So I had $12,000 and I was like, where am I going to go? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to Bali. I was going to go to Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And then um, there were terrorists, so they shot a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to go to Egypt and look at the pyramids. They lined a bunch of people up and murdered them. And I was like, mm, I want to. And I was like, I'm unwilling to pick a third place because now I'm jinxing things. And so I spent two months in New York. 
Wow. And I stayed uh, in a one-bedroom apartment with my friend Jenny Bergman, slept on her floor, and uh, <laughs> and and did sets and, and, and reminded cool. New York City that I existed. Yeah. And so it was an investment back into my career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was not, like, if you had $12,000, you might take five or six of it and throw it in your retirement account. Emergency fund, yeah. Emergency fund. I'm diverting something. funds to an emergency fund. Yeah. yeah. Something. Yeah. I never did any of that. Well, I didn't either till I had a kid. See? And then it's a bottomless, like, I remember when my when, son- And you were, and when did you have your kid? 41. So before that, did before you have anything? that, okay, I did buy the apartment in New York. Okay. But again, it was incredibly cheap. You fell into it, kind of. It, Wait, yeah. you had the job at Tough Crowd. Had the job at Tough Crowd, which was steady work, but steady not work. a. But it's not a guild job. Eighteen hundred uh, a week. Okay. No, not guild. But not guild. No health insurance. No right. health insurance, but eighteen hundred a week. Yes, that's real money, especially Jesus. back then. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, minimal down payment, nine thousand dollars down payment. Holy shit! Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And they still build these places. Um, the, if you can get on a list, you know, check out nyc.gov, whatever the housing thing is. They build Maybe them. you I mean, can get it. They're a lot more popular now. But anyway, so yeah, that was accidental. That was like Tom Cotter, Tom and Carrie Louise had bought one of those. And, uh, and I, and I didn't, I just kept, it's so hard to find an apartment in New York City. You have to go to brokers. You have to pay so much money. You have to pay them a month's a month's rent. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. And I was no longer living with my boyfriend, the Ukrainian Russian right. who had connections to Russian. Oh right, right, a mafia of- run. <laughs> One bedrooms for five hundred dollars. I like that you're whispering into the mic. <laughs> Jackie, we paid five forty. We that means I paid two seventy five. Wow, five forty three. For a giant studio with a balcony on the Upper West Side. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know okay. what? That's gone. Guess what? It's gone. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is- My apartment here was $450 a month, off-street parking, one bedroom. Oh, God. In, in, uh, oh, in- we had a parking spot underneath the building. Oh, my God. That's bananas. It was unbelievable. On the Upper okay, West so Side. So then I'm like, okay. Kyle's like, I'm living with my parents. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, but, that, but that- But I wasn't <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be a homeowner now. I'm like, this sounds like it's- probably going to be cheaper and then then you know maybe if i needed a roommate i could yes. get a roommate and then i had one who never paid rent and then um <laughs> uh and then the baby came right and i had i remember like being like i don't know how much money i need for a baby and um one started socking it away then no i mean i had sixteen thousand dollars saved up and i'm like that's good for a year <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so uh anyway it it but it that that was like a real oh i have to get I have your to shit get together. serious i yeah i have to get another writing job and i have to get one really fast a real yeah yes and because w- what i did was uh because andy was so responsible i was like oh, this is what I should have been doing for the last 20 years. And so that's what made, I mean, I think we just need, like everybody, you just need to get a jump start 
Uh, you, someone has to show you what you should have been doing. And comedy is not that job. No. Comedy is not the job that says, oh, by the way, you're going to want to sock away a prudent reserve. But, what, but, but <laughs> there are some comics who have that knowledge, like someone like maybe Al Madrigal or somebody like that, where they were raised by people that... <laughs> Al Madrigal had a pile of money. Right, but he, I mean, always he had knew what to money. do with it. And But there's other people that were sort of raised by... I, I, not that you and I were raised by wolves, but I was never told shit. And my, I guess my dad was always like, my dad always wanted me to move back home with him. That was his plan. Yes. So he <laughs> never, so they, ne- and plus they were always worried about money. So it wasn't like you'd go, like, you wouldn't go to them for money advice. <laughs> oh, yeah. you wouldn't go to my parents for money. Uh, because right. they didn't have any. Right. Uh, yeah, or if same. they did, they were hiding it. Um, so, but the weird thing is, is they weren't hiding it. They didn't have any. Uh, but the, the, the comics that I've always we noticed no are good. about that stuff. Yeah, but the comics that I know that are good with money uh-huh. from the get-go mm-hmm. had money. Mm. That's what they're, that's, they didn't have to True. worry about money because they had it. And so, the, and they didn't have to learn how to deal with it because there was always going to be more of it. Because they came from a giant fucking Scrooge McDuck pile of money. Do you, like, I always felt like, I'm going to be really famous one day, so I don't have to worry about money. Even though I had no money for a long time. Weirdly enough, I always thought, I'm never going to be famous, so I'm going to work until I die. I don't have to worry about money. (laughs) We were both right. We are both. No, I, (laughs) I, you were right about me. You know, but either way, like, we're going to, we don't have to worry about money because we're going to work all the time. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no... No, but I mean, it, 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 there's there's like a, la- I wish comics would would go to like some kind of class, like a money class, because there's a- You know, there's a money class for football players. There should be one for comics. For NFL football. There's, there for should the be one for rookies. comics, because you have to think about when you get older, mm-hmm. like, are you- st- are you going to be able to be Lisa Lampanelli and walk away with a lot of money? Or are you going to be us kind of still hustling? Or are you somebody else who like wants to be hustling, but can't for, for whatever reasons, can't get any traction. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? And, yeah. and you're, unless you die, you're going to be one of those ar- archetypes. One of right. those you, you'll be working people one day. You'll be working at something. You'll be trying to figure something out, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, I don't even, and it, it's, it's so, it's so fucking hard to get stage time and get paid for money, get paid for it now. Anyway, the, the fact that you'd be thinking of saving it as opposed to just fucking paying off your rent that month is, is a ridiculous thing to think about, I guess. Okay. Well, here's, I went and got, yes, I'm fabulously wealthy. I went and got my hair blown out a couple of weeks ago. It looked great. It uh, looked great. Here's, uh, so the lady blown it's out my hair. right off. Uh, well, that's what Danielle says, Perez. Uh, but the, it is. The, so... I have to double check, but I want it to be. Do it is okay. I've been yeah. I'm okay. an accountant. It, okay, been, this hair is. I just t- wrote some more stuff stuff off today. Okay, so uh, the woman blowing out my hair at Trybar uh, was talking to the other woman blowing out the lady next to her's hair at Trybar, and and she said. Um, they were talking about the date and it was almost the first. It was like the day before New Year's, I think is when this actually happened. And the other, the other woman goes, well, you know, it's a rent's almost due. And the woman blowing my hair out goes, when is it due? And she said, the first, it's always due on the first. She goes, wait, every month on the first it's due. And, um, (laughs) 
I turned around. I said, "What's happening? What do you? How do you not know that rent is due every time on the first? And she was like, "Oh, I, I, I just moved out from my parents for the first time ever." Wow. And I was like, "Oh, well then that." She's like, "I moved in with my boyfriend." And I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be the first. And uh, then well, I it could also around. be you know the day you move I, in. Too. I didn't want to. I didn't want uh, to. I, I didn't want to muddy the waters. I wanted her to be ready on the first. Right. <laughs> so. Here's the thing, though. Like, like. Uh, when you start a comedy career, you have to maintain some delusion that you're going to be successful <laughs> at it. And that, right. that, that, that also makes My first you, delusion was that I was going to successfully make people laugh. Well, but, but maintain going, I can be Amy Schumer. I can be Ali Wong. Your brain thinking that is also why it's really hard for your brain to go. I should put ten percent away, because uh, you know what I mean. It's the it, you. Uh, you yeah, it's that like could you have that one could or screw the with other. You if you have that, well, I'm going to hit the bigs. I don't need yeah to plan. But I think a lot of comics. I don't know. That's the way that, I was, and I think feels, a lot of people I think were. That's how because my... you need that delusion to keep going up every night because it's so fucking awful and so right. hard. Right. My delusion was literally, I have to figure out how to make everyone in this fucking room laugh. Mm. And um, I did a line the other night and the last show last night, there was a uh, a couple about our age, maybe a little older, a uh, black couple. Mm -hmm. And I do the joke about being a middle-aged white lady mm -hmm. and uh, the hashtag thing. And uh, the lady uh, was taking a sip, and I said the hashtag line, and spit taked it. And then she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And I said, "Actually, I that joke was specifically written for you." <laughs> so, um, but the fact that I could make every I, what I want to do, yeah, is I want to make everyone laugh, which is why yeah. the guy with his arms folded can still fuck with my mind. Sure, of course, of and course. Um, I don't want that guy to fuck with my mind. I'm like, no, there's 219 people who love you. Yeah. Why is this guy the one you're focused on? Don't right. do it. And um, and most of the time, I can I have trained myself to ignore that guy. Are we done? Yay. Wow. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.